it's been a few weeks since we started this caper, and you might have started out all gung-ho, but like all life overhauls and resolutions, you might have found your motivation starting to waver. Well, I'm here to bullet you, sorry, I mean motivate you into sticking with it. I'm Claire Hooper. This is a bonus episode of The Pineapple Project, something we're calling a juicy slice. These juicy slices are short mini episodes to say, hey, here's something interesting that you might find helpful. And they're a place for you to share what's working for you. So today you'll hear how people are going with their side hustles. But first, another genius way to save. When was the last time you bought something new? Oh, man. Are your cupboards and drawers chockers? Do you have clothes you never wear and kitchen implements that you don't even know how to use? Do you buy yourself presents to celebrate a good day or relax after a hard one by just buying stuff? Tamara Dimitina wants us to think about how much we buy. Eight years ago, she wondered if she could get through a whole month without buying anything new She turned it into a challenge, buy nothing new month. And her philosophies might just change the way you shop and spend. Well, I'd really had a long time of living a buy nothing new lifestyle, more out of financial imperative, actually, because 20 years ago I was living in London and I was working at Sotheby's, which is a really posh... um, Auction house. Auction house, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an amazing place to work. Like, you'd be at work and Mick Jagger would walk in. It was really awesome. But you had to look really smart, but I was being paid bugger all. So there was this difference between how I had to present and the resources that I had to present in that way. So I bought myself a sewing machine off eBay when eBay was just starting and I started going to op shops so I could look okay for work because I couldn't afford to buy new stuff in the shops. And so it was a long-term sort of lifestyle for me. It's not just an economic imperative, it's an environmental imperative. And also now I see it as a real mental health thing. Like I love the freedom that I have from just having a different approach to consumption, like realising I've got enough, not feeling like I always need to go out and buy more stuff, you know. Do you reckon it's like kicking sugar? Like if you can do two weeks without buying things, the next two weeks are easy? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about habits. It's, you know, it's just what we've gotten into the habit of doing, you know. So my family, we're all in the habit. I'm the youngest of five. We don't give each other gifts anymore. But we've just put that sort of habit or that structure in play and it just makes it easier and it just removes so much stress and pressure. You get more time. You've got more money in your pocket. When you're not spending money on stuff you don't need, you've got the money for the things that you do need. Now, I can't hear the people that are listening to this podcast, but I'm just going to assume they're shouting, where do you get your knickers from? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. There was an article about me in a UK online paper and it got something like a thousand shares because the headline was the lady who wears secondhand undies. (laughs) But, you know, great article for the cause because I happily will buy undies and bras from an op shop if they've got their tags on. And you'll often find brand new stuff in an op shop. I have no drama with buying that. I wouldn't buy secondhand undies, of course. But that's one thing, you know, with Buy Nothing New Month, we say with the exception of essentials. So medicine, hygiene products, you know, bras, undies, whatever, you know, you take it as far as you want. I still buy secondhand shoes if they're in great condition. But part of the project is also just to help people rethink all these silly ideas we have about what would we buy new, what do we think is gross to buy secondhand. I was having a conversation years ago with a mate and I said, oh, what wouldn't you buy secondhand? And he said, oh, cutlery, I think that's disgusting. And I was like, oh, 
So every time you go to a restaurant, do you think you're the first person to eat off that fork? Same thing as, you know, some people think it would be gross to buy clothing from an op shop or, you know, wear a T-shirt that someone else has worn or jeans, but they'll happily go to a hotel and use a towel that someone else has used. So we have these funny ideas in our heads around consumption and how we should consume and use stuff, but I think it's great now people are getting much more into sharing, you know, the idea of we don't need to own the thing, we just want access to that thing, so whatever that may be. You know. it's, the, it's the future yeah. to share. Yeah, yeah, agree. Because we do. We live on a planet, we've got finite resources, we can't keep consuming the way that we are consuming now. We know that as a fact. So um, the wonderful flip side to that is that having a much more thoughtful and conscious approach to your consumption it's better for your health, better for your well-being. You know, we don't need all this stuff. So many people are overstressed. We've got storage facilities that we're paying money for because we've got too much stuff that we literally just don't need. And there's such a movement now around simplifying everything and it's just giving people more peace of mind, clearing out all that clutter. The physical clutter clears out the mental clutter as well. What do you miss spending money on? Well, it's not like I don't spend money. I just spend it differently. I own my house. I don't have a mortgage because I haven't wasted all that money on the stuff that I don't need. Stop. Stop. You own your house? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is it a terrible house? It's a gorgeous house. I love my house. It's beautiful. It's like a doll's house. I love it. So I don't have that hanging over my head of, of a big mortgage because I've just always been really thoughtful around, you know, my grandma used to say, you know, you've got, you've got your money, you can only spend it once. So I was always really aware of how do I want to spend that money. It wasn't of interest to me to always be in new clothes or the latest fashion or whatever. You know, I love clothes and I love beautiful things, but I can still get those things secondhand. It doesn't phase me at all to buy things that someone else has used. I love that, in fact. I love that I'm extending the life of it and I love that I'm not being part of that wasteful consumer treadmill society that we've sort of created, that I'm on a different path, which is better for me, better for my bank balance, better for our environment, better for our people. It's just a much better path, in my opinion. Okay, I'm going to betray a confidence before we <laughs> before the mics went live. You talked about the fact that you just had to buy something new. What did you buy? Oh, um, it was a diffuser. And why did you have to buy it new? I didn't have to buy it new. And even with something like that, I would usually always go online because secondhand is my default. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had to have this more for my health. So it was more of an imperative. So if you like, for me, that sat into the essentials category. That's, so That's medical. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, I need this now, so I'm going to get it. So buy nothing new month is not saying you must do this, you must do that, blah, blah, blah. It's like make it work for you, but also just be aware everything we do has an impact. So how can you have a positive impact? So usually I'd love to either get that on, you know, on a secondhand online site like an eBay or wherever or get it at an op shop. But sometimes the thing that you need right now you just can't get. So it's, you know, you've got to be flexible and realistic about things. So, yeah, I'd say that was the only new thing that I've bought I reckon this year and certainly in a few years. I can't think of the last time I actually bought a thing in a shop yeah, other well, than an op shop. To wrap up, in a sentence, tell us the philosophy of buying nothing new. The philosophy of buying nothing new is to really think about our stuff and appreciate the fact we're on a finite planet, we've got finite resources, how can we consume beautifully and thoughtfully? So always ask yourself, do I really need this thing? Think about where did it come from, who made it, what were their working conditions? And really ponder when I throw something away, where is a way? You know, this thing that I'm buying, what's going to happen to it? Mostly, also, if you ask yourself, do I really need it? The answer is usually no. So there you go. Tamara DiMartina with five words that can change your shopping life. Do I really need it? 
It's worth mentioning that Buy Nothing New Month is October, but for goodness sakes, don't wait until October. And in fact, can I just say that you don't have to start a month on the first of the month. Like, you can just start tomorrow. Oh, and also, can I say, please don't start Buy Nothing New Month with a day of stockpiling the day before. That's not how it's meant to work. Just start it. Just start it now. Just do it. Now, to those who've been getting their hustle on. If you haven't listened to our episode on side hustles, why are you crazy? Don't you want heaps more money? Go back and listen. Hustle, hustle, hustle. In the meantime, some of you got in touch to tell me how you've been working it. I put myself on the call roster at work and picked up three extra calls per fortnight. I also volunteered to be in charge on Saturdays at my private hospital and I got the gig. So that's an extra... 150 to $300 a week, give or take. Thanks so much for the inspiration. Keep up the good work. Babe, saving lives and making bank. Congratulations. This is Hayley Masters. I am a babysitter and I have $250 extra money this week in babysitting night after uni. And that's how my side hustle. Hi. Awesome work, Hayley. And can I just congratulate you also on being the only person in the world for whom more babies mean more money. God, they're just a drain for the rest of us. Hey, Claire, it's Belinda. I just heard your podcast about side hustles, so I took some advice and I finally sold all my dusty textbooks that have been sitting on my shelf since I finished uni last year and made some sweet cash. So hopefully that will help in my little side hustle project and I'm going to keep looking for things to sell. Bye. Good luck, fun, shit to sell. And if you run out in your house, go have a look at your mum's house. Hi, Claire. This is Isabella. I'm from Wollongong in New South Wales. Um, I wanted to call and let you know what I was doing to get my extra pineapple this week. Uh, I've been doing work on Airtasker. I work part-time as a digital content and marketing manager, and I've actually made an extra $700 in two weeks by doing that. So it's pretty awesome. I'm super excited. Love the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye. 700 bucks. Is it too late to consider a change of career? I'm going to get on air, Tasker. Hi, Claire. Uh, my name's Emily. I'm from Melbourne. And my side hustle to earn me an extra 50 bucks also this week is um, I've signed myself up to be an online English tutor for kids in Shanghai. Thanks for all the episodes. That is adorable, and in 10 years' time, you'll have so many places to stay when you visit Shanghai. And they're not all side hustles either. People are saving money all over the place. Hi, Claire and the Pineapple team. I have a massive thank you. I've been meaning to renegotiate my phone bill for a while, and I called up my phone provider last night, and I'm going to save, like, 80 bucks a month, which is the most amazing thing ever. That was a phone call worth making. That is more than a pineapple a month. And hopefully that phone call was included in your new plan. All right. Oh, and I know what you're all wondering. How much money has my side hustle made? Am I rolling in the sweet bib bills? Is bibness time booming? Look, I've sold one... But I've given out a number of free samples because, you know, first try is free and I think my strategy may have been flawed because I've probably given away most of my stock as free samples and I now can't be bothered making any 
follow-up bibs, whatever. Can we can we move on? I've given it a red hot go. Here's the thing. I think I've thought of a new, exciting, highly lucrative idea. So stay tuned. I might just might just put the bibs in the bin for now. Is that all right? I'll get back to you on that one. Two for thirty, postage included. Side hustle. If you like this show and you think it could help someone else, share it with a friend. You know what else? I'd love your reviews. Online, in your podcast app, or, you know, in an inspirational Instagram post that your friends will love, but also in real life. Talk about it in smug tones at your book club. Or bother the person sitting next to you on public transport. Yell it at strangers in the street in a nice way. Don't use swears. Or just tell your bestie. Just say... We're drinking clean skins tonight, babe, and here's why. We'll be back soon with more full episodes of The Pineapple Project. On the next episode. The stuff that often blindsides us is the thing that hasn't even been on our radar. I actually got sick on her ninth birthday. So at six o'clock in the morning, she sat and watched me pile into a ambulance. Yeah, I was gone for essentially 10 months. The Pineapple Project takes the road less travelled. Now that I've spoken to Mandy, I can't, I can't not act on this. You just don't ever think that you might be out of work for six, 12 months longer. How might I actually handle this if it were to happen? And God, I hope it doesn't happen. But just in case it does. The Emergency Fund. We're building it to find out how you can prepare a financial buffer in case your worst nightmare becomes a reality. That's next. Don't miss it.